my question is, how do I not be that prickly person in my mom's life? How can I have a better relationship with my mom? Hey, do you have some difficult people in your life? People you love, but not always. I mean, you struggle. Uh, many, many, many years ago, um, author Joyce Landorf wrote a book called Irregular People. And she didn't mean people who are irregular. She meant people who are just irregular, if you know what I mean. Uh, they're just uh, different, and uh, yet you love them, and they're in your life, and and yet they're difficult. How do you get along with difficult people? We're going to try to give you some thoughts today from Intentional Living. I would love to have you have a question. If you have a question about someone in your life who's difficult, someone you love, but they're difficult, family member, spouse, co-worker, what have you, uh, we'd like to give you some input. Maybe you have one thing that's worked for you with that irregular person in your life. Uh, you're welcome to uh, give us a call as well at uh, 888-888-1717. 888-888-1717 is the number. And uh, we certainly would love to hear from you uh, today. Phone line is open live, 888-888-1717. Uh, we have, you know, we get so many calls here. Our comment lines always jam with people leaving questions and comments. Uh, we're balancing that with your live calls today, but uh, let's start off with uh, a caller that you just heard a clip from. Charisma is her name. Uh, she's talking about, um, well, I'll let you hear the rest of her question, and you're welcome to call with yours as well. 888 Well, uh, my question is, how do I not be that prickly person in my mom's life? How can I have a better relationship with my mom? I'm envious because of the relationship that she and my brother had growing up. So I, I understand, you know, he has disabilities and her attention had to be more focused on him. And it's just like every time I talk to my mom, I just, I get irritated. I don't know why. And then it spills over. It's spilling over into, like, I'll have a conversation with my mom and then I'll get irritated and, and then my three-year-old daughter will do something and then I'll snap. I just, how do I not be that person? Mm. Well, I hear the tears at the end there, Charisma. Listen, I think everybody heard you say you felt envious of the relationship that your mother and your brother had growing up. And then, it's interesting... You went on to say, you went on to say, but I understood because he had special needs that she needed to do that. You understood it, but it hurt. My guess is if I could sit down and talk to you for a while, you know that mom is setting off triggers from your past. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if you just never felt that you were getting what you needed as you were growing up and that envious feeling really turned into some resentfulness and in your own heart of hearts, you know that it's caused a, a, a breach or a, a division in your relationship with your mom. You don't want it that way, but it's there. It's a reality. It's what you're experiencing. Now, I'm making some uh, educated assumptions based on what I heard you say. Uh, because when we grow up as kids, we, we need certain things from our parents. And what happens in many families, some of you can relate to this, there was the one child in the family that demanded all the attention. And it may be because of acting out, it may be because of their behavior or their personality or maybe a special needs. And not always, but it can create in the hearts of some of some people 
that sense of uh, jealousy, envious is the word you use, charisma, um, feeling left out and can create a distance or a hurt in your life. Others have dealt with that, but some people, it's, they struggle with it. So one thing that you can do, I would encourage you just to sit down, really, first of all, get a handle on uh, what this means to you. Is this true? Is this true? And then sit down with your mom and tell your mom how you felt growing up. And don't deny the feeling, even though you understood that mom needed to do certain things, um, understand that understand that you still have feelings that you need to express how you felt. I think that idea of clearing the air sometimes can be a powerful way of uh, building a relationship. Okay, thank you, Charisma. The phone line is open. Uh, do you have a difficult person in your life? What have you learned or what's your question? Love to join in the discussion. Live here today at 888-888-1717 to our Facebook friends. Uh, joining us, uh, welcome. Yeah, you're welcome to post a question. Gino will try to get it in here to me. Uh, or you can call us uh, at 888-888-1717. Difficult people, difficult people. We all have them in our life. All right, uh, here's another uh, comment that was left for us from, from Amber. Question, go right ahead. Hi, I don't know my particular question. I'm struggling with understanding what does it mean to honor your parents. I'm trying to discover that word. I feel like they still see me as your child. They see me as the mistakes that I've made as a child when I was under their care and they don't see me as the mom I am now, the wife I am right now. And yeah, I, I'm a mom of five kids. I am 32. Yeah. So I want them to know who I am. And I feel like even as a child, they didn't know who I was. They just saw the mistakes. Ouch. Oh. Painful. Thank you, Amber. Uh, I think our hearts all touched that last statement is all they saw was the mistakes. Maybe you grew up in a home where that's how you felt. The only thing my parents saw was when I messed up, when I was out of line, when I got out of the lanes. Um, they saw my mistakes. And you know what? As parents and grandparents, it's easy to label our kids or our grandkids and put them in a box Come on, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And we can get labels hung on us. And you know what? What I've found is that once we get a label hung on us, it's easy for us to start acting that out. That becomes an identifier of who we are. Our name matters. And even though you might have a beautiful name, the real name that you were being called or being referred to or how you felt was, I'm just a mistake. All I am is a mistake. And I'll tell you what, that affects you. Um, listen, you said, Amber, I want them. I wrote it down. You said, I want them to know who I am. Tell them. Tell them who you are. Sit down with them. You sound like a beautifully tender spirit, Amber, and I would encourage you to sit down with your parents and do this one thing. Say, Mom and Dad, I need to tell you something, how I'm feeling. I know I'm all growing up now, and I got my own kids and all this kind of thing, but I, but I need to tell you, when I was growing up, I... I really felt like all I was was a mistake to you, whatever was being said. This is how I felt. 
And I want you to, I want you to know who I am and tell them who you are. And I think lay it out. I'm a, a grown, mature woman. This is what I've done in my life. This is where I'm going. This is what God's doing in my life. And um, I really appreciate it if you could, if we can have that adult-to-adult relationship. I need that from you. Uh, now, that may not be easy for you to do, but I think it's important at some point to cross over that bridge into that adult-to-adult relationship uh, between a parent and a child. Just like the scripture says, children, obey your parents. Right? But then it says to honor father and mother. When you're growing up, honor, you move from obedience to honor. And we're going to talk about that later this week, uh, about honor, the power of honor. What does that mean when you have parents maybe not, not so honorable? I hope that helps you, Amber. And listen, I'm, I'm so sorry you're feeling that way. They just say, you know, they just say the mistakes that they remember painful. All right, maybe you have a question for me today. Intentional living, the phone line's busy, 888-888-1717. Let's take a break. Jennifer, we'll be right back. Don't go away. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Join Dr. Randy Carlson for laughter and inspiration at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. On our first date, I took Donna to the football game. She leans over to me and says, Randy, my hands are cold. I say, why don't you sit on it? My goal is to help you see today that you can go from where you are today to love and respect. The Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, 7 p.m. Thursday, April 20th at Jackson S. Church in Jackson and April 21st at Community Church Mount Pleasant. Register at theintentionallife.com. Hey, I hope you'll do that. That's coming up in just a few weeks. Uh, Mount Pleasant, uh, the Community Church, Mount Pleasant Campus, Friday night, April 21st, uh, Thursday night. Uh, in Jackson, Michigan, at the Jackson Naz Church, Jackson Nazarene Church in Michigan. You can get your tickets today at theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. Here's my, here's my promise to you. You're going to leave that night. You're going to laugh. You're going to feel better. And uh, you're going to learn some things I think will be helpful for you in your, in your marriage. So much so I believe that. I've told people over the years, hey, listen, if you go home and you say, that was a wasted time. <laughs> Uh, I'll make sure the ministry refunds your your uh, your ticket. Okay, I I, I believe it uh, strongly enough that what we teach will make a difference. Encouragement. I hope you'll do so. Come on out. Let's uh, enjoy the evening. A date night Thursday night, April twenty in Jackson, Michigan. Twenty first in Mount Pleasant. Go to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. All right, let's go to the calls uh, in Arizona. Thomas is on the line with a question. Hey, Thomas, how are you doing today? Hey, Dr. Randy, I'm, I'm pretty well. How are you? Good. What, what's your question? So um, I'm wondering how to deal with my former wife and how to co-parent with her, knowing that my daughter is in a uh, hurtful situation under her care. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a relationship with your ex-spouse? Can you talk about parenting and use the word co-parenting, meaning you're trying to get this done together? Um, can you talk about what what uh, what's going on and how 
you know, how you can work together without criticizing her, but talking about what are the priorities and what are the goals? Uh, we're currently under a court order to only talk on an app uh, mm-hmm. on our phones. And when we do that, I, I, there are a lot of concerns I bring up that are not, that are not addressed. And um, when, when we do co-parent, if it's not, if it's anything that is not on her terms, it turns in, it's not possible yeah. without turning it into something tumultuous. All right. So you're really not so much co-parenting. You're each doing your own thing uh, because of the division or the wall or the difference between the two of you. In other words, your issues between you fall over into, we can't agree or talk about parenting. I, I try and maybe it's foolish to keep trying at this point. Um, but you know, it, it, it in her words, we have very different philosophies on parenting. However, mm-hmm. her quote-unquote philosophies, uh, there's so much to correct every time I get my daughter back. It, yeah. It's it's disturbing, I, mm-hmm. I could say. Mm-hmm. Well, so, you, as you know, this is not unusual. Yes, yes. It feels that way, but I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, so it's not, not as though um, you've been picked on in terms of this. I mean, I always tell couples if... If the couples would be in agreement, they probably maybe could have worked out the marriage. Uh, I mean, if you get to a place where you're going to have a divorce, often that's going to obviously trickle down into the relationship with the kids. Um, uh, a couple of things. Obviously, if you got a court order and you need to honor that and so on. Uh, I, a couple of things I would, I would uh, recommend. Uh, w- when we talk about, you know, you're communicating in print, there's something about that. Uh, that's that's really difficult. I always tell people emotional things need to be shared face to face. Factual things need to be shared in print because there's so much that is misunderstood when you put something in print. There's a word that can be so powerful in print because there's no opportunity to clarify it or follow up with it or or what have you. And so uh, these these uh, texting wars can continue uh, back and forth. So I would. I would stick with the uh, factual things as much as possible in writing, in writing, even though that's what you're limited to right now. And to the extent, I think of the scripture, uh, Thomas, that says to the extent that it is possible to live at peace with everyone, I would really work at bending over backward to the extent you can to try to have or try to maintain a positive relationship with your ex-wife. And frankly, it may be for very selfish reasons. Because you know if you can develop a little better relationship, you might gain some ground in terms of some parenting and so on. So that's on that one side of the equation. On the other side, uh, with your, with your uh, children, with your daughter, uh, you know, obviously you don't want to get drawn into, hey, let's badmouth mom and creating that kind of tension. I believe, and maybe I'm just naive in this, but I believe that children can grow up and eventually see the truth for themselves. And if you live in your home the way God intends for you to be as a dad with your daughter, loving, caring, forgiving, disciplining when necessary, um, active in her spiritual development, uh, and when you're facing the challenges of she's coming back and with things from mom's house that I have to deal with, you deal with it in a proper way. You deal with it as a godly father um, and allow the time to unfold. And pray, there's two things that we say, scriptural things. Pray a hedge of protection around your daughter, spiritually. And pray for a hedge of thorns, which means that there would be no pleasure 
that she would gain in maybe following a lifestyle or doing something that would be contrary to God. And I, I, really, I really think those are important steps for anyone that's going through such a, a difficult situation. I know you, I, you know, I know you want something different, but you're in this reality. Yes. And um, do, do those things make sense? They do very much. Yeah, and, and when and, I go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say when when I uh, when I attempt to have those you know important conversations in person, it it turns into well, I must be the one perpetrating stuff, or I'm crazy, or mm-hmm. certain things. Um, and, and I don't want to use certain trigger words here. Um, but, but let me, let me ask you this. Is there anything about your, your ex-wife that you appreciate? Is there anything that she's doing that you, yeah. you respect? Well, um, when my child is hurt, she is good at comforting my child when she's hurt physically. Yeah. Um, there is, yes. And uh, I think, and I think that, those are things I fine. think, but I think those are things you need to focus on too. I think there's something to be said about, uh, telling a person that you may have a lot of disagreements with. You know, I just want you to know, I appreciate when, when our daughter was injured or whatever, that you really cared for her. I, that meant a lot to me as her dad. I appreciate that. Um, but obviously, there was something in the relationship that attracted you to each other one time, um, and now it's broken. So I think what's really important, Thomas, is for you to realize you can only do what you can do, but you can do it really, really well with the time that you have with those kids. All right, thank you. Appreciate your call. Jennifer, shaking your head in there. Yeah, you want to add something to that, or you think uh, think we're on base with that one? Well, I definitely think that he's, you could hear he's struggling. I would just add that, um, like you said, you know, give the positive side. You did get along with each other and love each other at one point. Maybe you don't now. But you can start with, um, you can attract a bee better with honey than with water. Mm -hmm. So if you give that positive feedback of, you know, hey, I think you're a great mom. Um, But also talk to your daughter when she comes over and say, you know, you have certain rules at mom's house and that's okay. But when you come to my house, I have a certain set of rules too. So that way the daughter knows where she stands Yeah, that she can't just get one over on dad at any time. Mm -hmm. You know, there's rules at dad's house, but there's also different rules at mom's house and um, they kind of have to work that out. And I understand he's having a hard time, but that's difficult. All right. Thank you, Jennifer. Appreciate it. I would say this, uh, whenever you get the courts involved, it makes it more difficult. Now all of a sudden you're, you know, living with those uh, restrictions. Um, to the extent you can, you live, listen, the Bible says to the extent you can live at peace with everyone, but there are times that doesn't work. There's times when there's something going on or something needs to be addressed uh, that may require outside influence, the, the courts or, or what have you. Um, and you can't be afraid of that either because your ultimate goal, what you're going to be measured on is uh, what kind of a dad you were to those kids. All right, Thomas, thank you. Phone lines open. Difficult people in your life. How do you handle it? Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen is the number. Let me go to Maria in Arizona. Hi, Maria. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Doctor Randy. I'm doing well, thank you. Good. What's your question? Um. So I think I'm. I need advice. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I have a daughter that uh, moved back in in September, and um, she's got a child of her own. Yeah. And um, we've, well, I've been struggling quite a bit with, um, she's, she's a grown woman, she's 33, and um, I've just been struggling with, like, the choices that, that she makes and, and just her her attitude and behavior at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so she's still acting like really, a 17-year-old. Um, pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I mean, Sunday night comes and she'll go out and won't come home till probably who knows what time because I'm asleep by then. Um, and that kind of bothers me. And I know she's a grown woman, but it bothers me. So I don't know if I well, should. Just she, let she's those not a. Gr- go. She doesn't sound like a grown woman uh, if she's disrespecting you. Not a not a mature one, at least. Did you say there was yeah. children? Did she have a ch- children? She does have a child that is, um, I believe, about four years old. Yeah, she's four. And she also has a 13-year-old, which uh, we adopted when he was six months old. All right, so the 13-year-old is with you and the four-year-old is with you, too? Uh, yes, yeah. So well, she'll, The four-year-old, she has custody of, of her, but uh-huh. the 13-year-old, uh, we, my husband and I have full custody of him. All right, so when she moved back in, obviously for whatever reasons... Mm-hmm. Did you have some expectations that were written down saying this is the way it's going to be if you're back here at 33 as a grown adult woman? Uh, you know, no, we did not. And I regret not doing that, but I expected, I guess I was expecting more than what I'm getting from her. Why? Why would you expect that? Um, gosh, just, just thinking, well, she's mature. She's gone through so much. Hopefully she has learned, but. It doesn't seem that anything All right, so what, you, what, what do you need to do? I feel like I need to sit down and talk to her. Uh, okay. And, yep. And, more, more than that, see, what would you say to yeah. her? Um, I would probably tell her your behavior is not um, right. I feel that you're disrespecting your father and I. Um, I I don't know what else I could say to her. It's really difficult to kind of sit down and talk to her Why? because she, because she will, she always turns everything around and makes it like we're the ones that are wrong. Like we're overreacting. Um, we're old. We're yeah. She's thirty three years old, living in your house. You're paying the bills, feeding her, taking care of her kids. Yes. I think you need to. You know, can I encourage you just? As a brother in Christ here, Maria, I would encourage you not only to sit down with your daughter and, and like you said, I want to share with them how we feel. You need to tell her the facts. You need to say, honey, love you. You're 33 years old. It's time to grow up. Mom and dad are not here to pay the bills, take care of your kids, um, and have you just do whatever you want. If you want to be here, well, we're willing to let you be here, but here are some things that are going to happen. And, and if you don't like it, it's fine. You don't have to be here. You're welcome to move out um, and get on your own if that's what you want to do. But uh, the house locks up at 10 o'clock at night. Oh, that, come on, Dad. Well, we locked the house at 10 o'clock. Don't like to go to bed and wonder who's going to come in at midnight or 1 o'clock. Two, we're not babysitters. We're not here to babysit. We're not running a hotel. This isn't a daycare center. Uh, and third, uh, we want, we need to have some help with the electricity and the gas and some food and so on if you're going to be here. Time to grow up. Not 17 anymore. 
And um, my guess is that's not easy for you, Maria, but I encourage you to do it. And I hope that'll help. What is the greatest threat to your peace and happiness today? Many things in life pose unique threats and can easily get out of control. That's why it's best to deal with them while they're small and manageable. As we approach our spring fundraiser, will you support the Ministry of Intentional Living? Give right now and you'll receive Dr. Randy's teaching titled, Your Personal Threat Assessment where he provides inspiration that will prepare you for the threats you'll face in your life. Give $30 a month or more, or a special gift of $360. When you give, you'll get the teaching and other intentional living tools sent directly to your inbox each month, along with this month's exclusive offer of the Intentional Living Chronological Bible. This special Bible orders the books, chapters, and verses as they actually happened. Your continuing support helps people live intentional lives for Christ in a world that often threatens their peace and happiness. Give right now by calling 888-888-1717 today or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. And I want to say thank you for those of you who are praying for us and supporting uh, the Ministry of Intentional Living. This is our giving month, a very special uh, month this month of March. And you just heard Kurt mention uh, that for those of you who are joining in monthly support, $30 a month or more. Uh, not only will you start receiving my monthly teaching this month on the threat levels in life and how to deal with them intentionally, but every month thereafter, a brand new mentoring class CD will become, not CD, but online to your email address, both um, video and audio. And then this month, I told the team, let's make available the Intentional Word Chronological Bible, all 66 books of the Bible, in chronological order. What does that mean? The stories as they actually occurred. So as you're reading, like during this uh, Easter season coming up, as you read about uh, that that week in the life of Christ, you'll be reading from the various Gospels accounts in chronological order, which is really cool. We wanted to make this available because it's an intentional way to read the Bible and study the Bible and learn. And it's our gift for new members. Come and join us. All the information available at theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. When you're there, you can also, for our Michigan, Southern Michigan listeners and Northern Michigan uh, people throughout Indiana and Illinois, all throughout the, the Midwest there, you're welcome to sign up for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Date Night, Thursday night, uh, April 20 at the Jackson Nazarene Church. And then on the 21st in Mount Pleasant, the Community Church, Mount Pleasant Campus, uh, you can find out the tickets information at theintentionallife.com. I want to say this. We all are difficult people. We're fallen. We're flawed. And if we follow the principles and the teaching of Scripture, God, everybody has value. God made people to all have value. But that doesn't mean that all people are to be easy to get along with. And being intentional means that we understand what God's intention is, and then we can put plans together to relate to people who are difficult in Jesus' name uh, with, with firmness, with, with strength and confidence. And that's what we're talking about today. We're going to stay right here. I leave the line open right now for you. We're going to record for the next half hour a show that will be aired, I think, next week on this very same topic. So if you've got a question about a difficult person, you'll be first in line if you call right now, and uh, we'll talk to you. 888 1717 Dr. Randy here from our entire team 
Have a great day. We'll see you next time.